Asia was excited when she learned her job would be transferring her from Houston to New York. She was on the executive events team for a Fortune 500 company, earning a solid income. And now, she and her teenage son would be able to live closer to her adult daughter who worked on Broadway. Just listening to the dulcet tones of the subway at 42nd Street. Luggage clattering, people singing. Business as usual, even during the pandemic. Moving is not without its stresses. So when it came to the details of the move, Asia wanted to do it in comfort. She went with a large moving truck and a nice home rental until she and her family could find permanent housing. The move went well. She took her daughter and son out for a special dinner in the city. Asia's family was settling in. But then the pandemic happened. And for a time, New York became the epicenter. With lockdowns in place, there were no corporate events for Asia to work. After only three months in the new job, her whole team was let go. And just like that, she became a stay-at-home mom. Now, Asia is learning how to deal with this new situation and make the most out of it. And she's looking for guidance towards a more sustainable financial future. I'm Bola Shokumbi, a certified financial education instructor, money expert, and the founder of Clever Girl Finance. And this is Fair Shares, honest conversations with real women about financial topics. It's brought to you by the Washington Post Creative Group and Mass Mutual. In this series, I'll be sitting down with women from different generations, life stages, and career paths. We're having frank and intimate discussions about their finances, and I'll help them think smarter about solutions and strategies they can apply right now. Because at the end of the day, I want them to feel financially empowered and optimistic about their futures. And guess what? I want you to feel that way too. Okay, let's get to this episode's story. So Asia, the pandemic changed everything for everyone. And I'd love for you to share with me what your life was like before the pandemic, what you were doing, how you and your family were living your lives before all of this happened. So my family consists of myself, Asia, and I have an older daughter named Haley and a teenage son named Joey. I was in Houston in uh, living in a very large apartment uh, <laughs> with a nice vehicle. I was working in corporate America mm-hmm. uh, in the corporate executive events team for a fortune, probably 100 company, uh, mm-hmm. making anywhere with bonuses, maybe like uh, $55,000 to $60,000 a year. And really like enjoying certain aspects, initially enjoying my job. My young son was uh, there with me. My daughter was out in New York. I was able to help her if she needed help with rent. I mean, I just had a regular life. So it sounds like prior to the pandemic in Houston, you had a great life. You had a great apartment. You had a nice car. You had a great income and a great job despite work challenges, which we all face in one way or the other. And you were learning and growing and your team loved you and things were pretty sweet. Your kids were doing okay. And then you decided to move to New York to support your daughter. And you're excited about coming to the big city. 
the lights, <laughs> networking, yes. sights and sounds, yes. your new job. And then the pandemic happened. So I would love for you to take me to the beginning of the pandemic. Take me back to the beginning. And what happened to your life? Well, the office immediately shut down. So that was one thing. And of course, in the beginning, we thought it was like two weeks. And then it was like, well, it looks like it might be a couple of months, mm -hmm. you know, because everybody was like, this will be over and done in no time. So it really wasn't a big deal. Uh, when you're in corporate events and there are no corporate events happening, <laughs> there's really nothing that you can do. And so I was never, quote unquote, fired. It was just nothing for me to do. The corporate events team basically just folded. So then a couple of weeks turned into a couple of months. Now we're in a lockdown situation. And I remember going to a grocery store and having money to spend and no groceries on the shelves. None. I remember that as well. I'm in New Jersey and I, re I remember a similar situation. Scary. That was Very, scary. yes. I mean, at the time, uh, Joey's now 14 and a half. Got to put that half in there. But I have a growing <laughs> boy at the house and I can't feed him. That had never happened to me, ever, mm -hmm. ever. It forced me to really, really say, what are you going to do? You're on hiatus from this job. It, you're in limbo. We don't even know what's going to happen with it because everybody started working from home. Were you still um, getting paid? No, not at that time. No, I was furloughed. And I had to figure out something. Now, I will say, as a military veteran, I get a little bit of a stipend. It's mm -hmm. not much, <laughs> but it's something in a midst of nothing. And I, yeah. I have been very grateful for it, period. But it did force me to figure something out. So we're going to talk about that in more detail shortly, but Listening to you share your story of how the pandemic impacted your life, you are a perfect example of resilience that so many of us had to build in the new world of uncertainty that we were faced with, we were thrown into, right? You lost your income, lost your job. You had to navigate the emotions of managing your child's emotions, how they were feeling, the fears yeah. around the pandemic, going into the stores, seeing empty shelves. That's scary stuff. And what I love about how you described what you were going through was that you constantly had a positive attitude. If there was a description of resiliency or someone being resilient, that is you. And I, I think that is, that is so incredible. So Asia, how are you making things work right now? What are you doing for income? Um, my daughter, she really encouraged me to do what she was doing. You know, mom, I make a couple of hundred bucks doing this little commercial or doing that little thing. I go here, I go there, and I'm able to make it work. I can pay my rent. I can live going to these places and doing these things. So I was like, okay. So she sat there with me. And we made some accounts, some casting accounts, and I started submitting myself. I didn't have any of the stuff that you're supposed to have 
when you're an actress <laughs> and a model. <laughs> I didn't have a headshot. I didn't have a resume. I didn't have any of that crap. And we just took some pictures at home and we just put them up there and went for it. And I started booking things, television shows, commercials, things like that. I'm like, whoa, what is this? Cut to not making very much money, but being super happy at what I'm doing. Like super, super, super happy. Taking a break here in Fair Shares. We're talking a lot about financial tools and strategies in this episode. Thankfully, Mass Mutual has a wide range of accessible resources to help you take charge of your finances. If you go to the show notes, you'll find links to more information about all of these tools. You can also learn more at massmutual.com. Okay, back to the conversation. what I'm hearing from you is that you are essentially making life work. You figured out how to make life work. You are enjoying your family. You have started pursuing a new career and you're happy despite a crazy year. And so I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the financial impact the pandemic had on your life. And I would love to start out by learning from you what employee benefits did you lose when you left your job and how has that impacted you? How has the loss of those benefits impacted your finances? Well, I had a full medical and dental and was just starting in my 401k and all of that is gone. But (laughs) because I'm a military veteran, I am able to get benefits through the VA. You know, you have your son now, and while you're able to fall back on your veterans benefits, I know that they only cover you. So it's hard because you have to pay out of pocket for any medical care that he needs if he gets sick or has an injury. And you also lost your ability to save for retirement through your employer's 401k plan. And when someone loses that employer option of a 401k because of a job loss, especially for period of time, there is that impact to your long-term retirement planning, right? Your ability to save and take advantage of any tax benefits that may be offered to you through that plan. And also the loss of income just limits your ability to save in general for your other goals, save for emergencies. So I think for you, even though now you're creating your plans and you're working on your new career, you're now self-employed, right? So it's really important for you to start thinking about how do I take advantage of options available to me to start saving for retirement and thinking about my future long-term. So for example, you could qualify or you're eligible to qualify for an IRA, right? You could open up a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA and contribute a portion of your income based on what the limit is for the year, right? And the difference between the two types of IRAs is it's basically in the in the timing of those tax benefits. So with your traditional IRA, you're contributing to that account tax deferred and you don't pay taxes until later when you retire and you're making withdrawals. 
Whereas with the Roth IRA, you pay taxes now. And then in the future, when you start taking your money out in retirement, you don't pay taxes then. So that's definitely something for you to explore, opening up your own IRA so you can start to put money aside. And just to confirm what the annual contribution limits are that the government has put in place, you can always visit irs.gov just to confirm that. And this will give you the opportunity to save, right, and not worry about future Asia's life because you have a plan in place because you're saving for yourself and that would just give you that additional peace of mind while you're working on your new career and building your new life. That's definitely what I'm going to do because that's the one thing I'm not doing. I'm not saving. Not right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm surviving. <laughs> surviving is important, right? You know, that's priority in, in the pandemic with a job loss, with dependence, surviving is priority. But I think as you start to get into the flow of how life has changed and now you know how to find work, now you, you know how to pitch yourself, you know how to get the jobs, you're getting the jobs, it's important to start thinking about savings. And it's not about I have to save thousands of dollars a month. It's what can I do now? Can I put a dollar in a savings account? Can I put $10 in a savings account? What can you do now? Because those small amounts, they do add up, I promise you. So don't overwhelm yourself with how much can I save? Instead, think about what can I save? What am I able to save, right? And when you are saving those small amounts, even though they're small amounts, the biggest key here is that you're building the habit and consistency around saving, which is what many people struggle with, right? There are people who make tons of money, but because they haven't built the habit and consistency around saving, they don't save even though they're making so much money. So that is the value of saving small, starting small, because as your income starts to grow, as your career starts to grow and you start to make more, which you will, then you automatically know, you know what? I'm going to save more. <laughs> right. So I love that. I love it. I would love to get your thoughts around building a future when you already have this big workload, your new career, you're running your home, and you have this inconsistent or sometimes no paycheck. It's tough. Like, I'm not, you know, I can't even, you know, uh, it is something that is on my mind. I don't stress about it, though. That's the only difference between before and now. I wouldn't say I have a plan, but I understand that I need to save for future Asia. Mm -hmm. I do know that. And I know that I'm really late in the game uh, because I have to start over. The savings that I did have, I definitely spent it. Uh, <laughs> getting here and maintaining uh, until we could find, you know, the right house and things like that is extremely expensive in New York. It does concern me. I would be remiss if I said that it didn't. I d actually did open up a savings account. It's just empty. I did put money in it. I just had to use it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> but the first step is that you did but, uh, open the savings account. And I, I would, did, and I opened one for Joey. I love that. Well. And I would challenge you to think about when you're thinking about savings accounts, putting money into that savings account, 
for that particular account, don't worry about return on investment because the whole purpose of having that cash savings account is to cover you in the event of an emergency, cover you in the event of a job loss. So you have money to fall back on and you don't have to leverage that. So that account, even though it's not being invested in any kinds of assets, it's serving its purpose acting as emergency savings for you. So think about it that way. And I think that might make you excited to put money in because it's essentially you creating a mini backup plan for yourself. I like that. I love that. I never really thought of it that way at all. But I did definitely open one for me and for Joey. Okay, that's I put good. $100 in each. But it is it is tough. And, you know, I smile about it. But the only thing I think that really helps me is the fact that I am building something with my family. So I certainly think that you are on the right path, creating a plan, thinking about what happens to your children when you're not here. But... I want to give you a few other things to think about as well, right? Especially given the uncertain times that we're living in with the pandemic and are we going back to normal? Are we going into lockdown? What's happening? So you want to do your research so that as you start to plan your finances, maybe you you start to focus on getting more jobs with, with a specific company that's offering you these types of benefits, you know, as a freelancer or as a part-time worker. So that's something that you should also start thinking about. And I would definitely recommend investing. And this is because investing is how you grow your money, right? This is you, you are going to work for your money, but then by investing, your money is going to work for you. <laughs> yes. And this can definitely help you reach your long-term savings goals, like future Asia's goals, creating a, a little fund for your family, for your children. And this is another area that a financial professional can help you create a plan, sit down with you and go over it. So when you do meet with a financial professional and Mass Mutual has great experts, is just really talking through what you currently have in terms of assets and liabilities, making them understand your current financial situation, and also speaking with them about what your goals are long-term. Like, how would you like to live in retirement? What is your risk tolerance? What will cause you not to sleep at night, right? So they can guide you into making (laughs) the appropriate investments and really you know, asking them, but also taking it upon yourself to learn how investing works and picking up an investing 101 book or leveraging resources that can guide you to what is the stock market? What is a stock? What is a fund? How does it work? What is an expense ratio? Um, And then finally, building your plan to invest into your budget. So you know how you have that line item to contribute to your emergency savings? Each time you get paid, you want to create a second line item to invest in your Ah. retirement savings. So your Roth IRA or your traditional IRA or whatever brokerage account you set up, you want to build that into your budget as well so that you can build the habit and consistency around not just saving, but investing as well. I will do that. I promise you that. I love it. I love it. Something you also need to think about are final expenses. And these are the expenses your family is left with after you pass away. So examples are funeral costs, etc. And one great way to cover that is through life insurance. So you can definitely talk to one of the qualified financial professionals about your concerns for those final expenses. 
They can guide you in creating a plan and finding a life insurance product that will help you address those concerns and make sure that you feel comfortable with creating something to pass down to your children if you're not here. A really great way to lay out is to leverage a life insurance calculator and you can find a really great one on the Mass Mutual website that you can leverage to run your numbers. So Asia, can you share with me in terms of your your personal finances day to day now, what is the ratio of money you have coming in versus going out? The ratio is definitely backwards, okay? <laughs> uh, there is a much more leaving the house than coming in. But that's only because the projects are out there. What I'm doing is one of the few things that you literally can do the work and they could just basically pay you whenever they want. That's the one thing that I can honestly tell you is not fun because you don't necessarily know when you're going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in corporate America, every two weeks or every month, whatever program you're on, you know something's coming down the line. Not like that here. But the needs are, we need things every yeah. day. And that's another conversation you can have with a financial professional where you sit down and really understand what's going to be required financially to continue to meet your family's needs and to continue to pursue your family's goals, right? And investing as part of that plan is really going to help you achieve that retirement goal you have for yourself because of the power of compounding appreciation and dividends from your investments, right? It's easy to get caught up in the now. There's so much happening in life, right? There's a lot of uncertainty and we're focused on now and tomorrow, (laughs) but... Yes, that's fine, but also think long-term and definitely seek out the guidance of that financial professional to have this conversation with and help you create this plan. And once you have the plan, all you have to do is work the plan. (laughs) You just got to work the plan. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, work the plan. Yeah, I, I think budget is my biggest challenge. Budget is my biggest challenge. I get what a budget is and what it's supposed to be. I just don't know how I'm supposed to do it. Okay, so how about this, right? (laughs) Two things. (laughs) Number one, you don't have to call it a budget. Call it whatever you want to call it. Because I'm so amazing, this is my my plan. This is my my money greatness plan. Whatever you want to call it. There's no rule in the world that says it needs to be called a budget. So pick a name. Call it something fun, right? (laughs) Changing the I love it. I love it. Changing the name motivates you to want to actually look at it. That's number one. Number two, take perfection and throw it in the trash. When it comes to budgeting, it's never about perfection. The goal is progress. And the goal is leveraging that plan to help you stay as close to the plan as you spend money. And if for whatever reason you go off plan, you have another month to try again. And you have another another month to reflect on what went wrong and try to implement change the next time. So your budget is meant to work for you. It's not meant to intimidate you. It's not meant to depress you. You should not allow it to do that. It's to work for you and you tell it how to work. (laughs) Wow, I love that. You've just like, you you freed me. Like I'm totally free now. (laughs) 
Yes. (laughs) Well, Asia, this has been so great. I appreciate you sharing your life, your story with me and how you've navigated the pandemic. And I'm rooting for you. I'm wishing you tons of success. And I, I do appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. This has been Fair Shares. Throughout the series, I'm talking with women from different backgrounds and stages of life. Like Karen, after the sudden death of her husband, she was left to manage her household's finances on her own. So it was a year, I like to say, it was, it was a year from hell, if I'm being completely honest. It was just really, really hard. Every part of life was disrupted. Don't forget to check the show notes for links to all the resources we discussed today. If this episode got you thinking about your own financial situation and goals, carve out some time this week to take next steps. I promise you'll feel better and more confident. And as always, MassMutual.com is a smart resource that's easy to navigate where you can begin to answer your financial questions. Until next time, thank you for listening.